Welcome to another exciting, albeit shorter than usual, episode of Polytrek. Today we are continuing our Engaging with Star Trek Picard series. We'll be breaking down episode 8, Broken Pieces, today. We'll be doing this a little differently. A couple of big changes for this episode. I do not have a special guest because I messed up on the timeline. It was like I was doing all this and somebody just threw a red matter device at me and I just slipped into another universe and I came back. If you're on this planet at this time, which is March of 2020, you will know that the world is in chaos because of COVID-19. And because of that, I was unable to deliver this on time to you on the weekly speed or frequency that we were putting these out on. So I do apologize for that. I appreciate you sticking around and I hope you will stay with me and we'll stick this landing together on the Engaging with Picard series. I appreciate all of you listening so far. I appreciate all of you who have shared your thoughts with me. People who have clearly told me that they don't agree with me. People who have told me very passionately that they agree with me. Whatever it has been. As long as you were respectful, civil, and didn't resort to name-calling and going away in your own echo chambers and saying things and not actually responding to things, but just calling us. If you didn't resolve your issues with (laughs) our episodes doing that i really appreciated it and i enjoy it i enjoy listening to it i enjoy reading it and it's totally okay that you disagree with us just so you know so all that to say the couple of changes that will be happening today is i do not have a guest because i'm recording this kind of on the fly just to make sure we have continuity and we don't skip an episode so this will be and also because of that I did not have the resources if I wanted to get these out immediately or relatively quickly to keep on pace with, because, you know, you still want the finales review to be relevant and you want everything to come out at some point. I just had to sit down and do these. So I will not be doing the detailed scene by scene that I did in the past. So this will be a much shorter episode. Maybe that's your jam. Maybe that's what you want. That is totally okay. You know what else could be your jam? speaking of, is the Trek Geeks Network. Now, our co-founders, Bill and Dan, have given us this awesome space to be part of the awesome Trek Geeks Network, and we appreciate it. Normally, I do this with my co-host, Barry DeFord, but he's out on his own doing Picard Live, which is a review-slash-breakdown show, which is done on the live format of YouTubes and Facebooks and other places that provide live streaming platforms. So because he has been doing that, I have been doing this here. We go a little more detailed. We take a little bit longer. Picard Live. You know what? You should check out Picard Live. That's the best advice I can give you is checking out Picard Live on your own and then letting me know what you thought of it. I love the show because it's my co-host doing it. 
and he's been doing a bang up job so please listen to picard live on the network other cool network shows that we have like trek rewind which is a better version of trek geeks yeah yeah pill and dan i said it what are you gonna do come at me bros and uh, you have discovering trek you have trek rewind i said that already five-year mission just so many good podcasts this one which is i think the best one but we're so lucky to be a part of this network. That's what I wanted to say. And also, you know what else should be your jam is pins. Fansearch.com has the best character pins. And they don't just have characters from Star Trek. They have characters from Alien, DC Comics. But if Star Trek is your only jam, continuing the spirit of the Engaging with Picard series, they are now slowly, very slowly, giving us fans what we want with preview images of the approved designs for their Picard series pins that are coming out. We now know that, yes, there will be a Jurassic pin. And yes, there will be a Soji pin. And oh yeah, there's a Rafi pin on the way. You know what? The pin I can't wait for is the F8 pin. I hope they took my tweet seriously and I will be getting that pin because I'll be buying 10 of them and I'll be hanging them everywhere in the house, not to mention on one of my three jackets that are in rotation. So F8 will be with me always. But <laughs> if you are a fan of fan sets, maybe you're not. You should totally check them out on fansets.com. And if you are a fan already, or you've just checked them out on fansets.com and you're ready to get some pins, check this out, guys. I have a 15% discount code for you. So yeah, not five, not 10, 15% that you can use to get off your total order. All you have to do is in the checkout section, in the apply promo code section, you have to type nine letters, P-O-L-I-T-R-E-K-S, and bam, you get 15% off. You know how I know that this works for a fact? I just did this last week, and I got my five new pins that I just ordered. Now, I have most of their Star Trek stuff, so I went a little different this time. I got some of the ones that I've been waiting to get from their DC Comics. So I got those. Now, what are those? If you're curious and you want to tell me how you enjoyed this episode or you didn't enjoy this episode, and on that, I'm totally wrong. If you want to tell me how you felt about this episode, how you feel about our show, or you just want to look at the pins that I got this week from fansearch.com. You should totally go to at gutter underscore hero, which is my personal Twitter handle. And I have posted a picture of it on there. By the time you listen to this episode, I think it'll be on there. And you can see the five cool DC pins that I got. Anyway. Well, without further ado, I always mess that up. I wonder why, but I always mess. Three simple words. Without further ado, there we go. Let's get on to the main section, which again, because there isn't a special guest and we don't have to do a whole big bit to set them up, we can just jump into it. Let's get into engaging with Picard. Broken pieces. Boom. But the opening of this episode is really powerful. I enjoyed in Broken Pieces, they opened with the admonition. Let's do this proper because we're not doing a scene by scene. What we're going to do for this episode is we are going to StarTrek.com where they have posted their official summary of the episode and we'll be reading snippets of that. So thank you, StarTrek.com. 
let's just do a little summary so you guys already know what's about to happen hopefully you've seen the episode a couple of times and you're here listening to this after that but if you haven't spoilers from here on out so pause it here go watch the episode broken pieces and then come back okay here are some excerpts from the detailed recap of the startrek.com's broken pieces at the beginning of Star Trek Picard's eighth episode, we finally learn the truth behind the Shatvash, the truth that if you learn it, could destroy your mind. The opening scene takes us to an initiation ritual for the super-secret Romulan organization. Commodore O fills the candidates on the backstory. An in advanced ancient civilization preserved its memory in a system with eight stars on a planet called Aya. The Shatvash took this warning that there was a line of demarcation for advanced artificial life and once the people crossed it, something would happen to them, which is what happened to this ancient civilization. They took this warning so seriously that it became the Jatvash's central mission to eliminate any artificial beings. And Nerissa is one of the people that is part of this initiation ritual. And once everybody sees the admonition or the secret message, they go mad but Nerissa is the only one left standing with her wits. Interestingly, Ramda is also here, but her mind has clearly gone to shambles. And the implication here is that Ramda was the reason that the Borg cube separated from the collective after her assimilation. Anyway, we come back to the present where on the Borg cube, Eldor is hiding out and waiting for his rescue. And it arrives just in time in the style you'd expect from Seven of Nine. And then Seven begins regenerating the Borg cube and creates an entirely new collective among the local Borg with herself as queen. She realizes she has no choice in the matter and so she activates all the Borg that are on the, on the cube by becoming the queen, but Nerissa responds by murdering the drones in stasis. The ex-Borg overwhelm her, but she once again escapes. And in the end, Seven takes the cube back and is able to disconnect from this new collective that she has created. And on the last arena, from the second he sees Soji, Rios begin, begins acting very strangely. It quickly becomes clear that Daj and Soji were in the first of Data's daughters and that he has come across one of their previous incarnations, Jana in this case. Rafi spends the bulk of the episode piecing together Rios' relationship with her, as well as the truth behind the synth attack on Mars. The Conclave of Eight isn't a secret organization. It's the name of the system where the Shatvash holds their initiation rights. Now, the crew of La Serena have learned of Jurati's treachery, and as a result, they begin to distrust Soji. The truth is that Jurati, Dr. Jurati, who has put herself into a coma, finally awakens and she admits to murdering Bruce Maddox to everybody on the ship. And in the end, Rafi manages to also get through to Rios. His old captain, the man he admired, turned out to be a murderer. So Starfleet or more specifically Commodore O ordered to kill ordered him to kill two sins, a brother and a sister. He complied and then he killed himself. So 
a few things happened from here. Thank you, StarTrek.com. A few things happened from here, but essentially, everybody ends up deciding to take the La Serena and leaving to Coppelius, which is the planet that Soji is supposed to go to. Now, what happens once they get to Coppelius? Do they get to Coppelius? How do they get to Coppelius? You can catch that in our next two episodes. But I hope you are with me on all this. Just a couple more things I wanted to point out. In this episode, you also find out that Jean-Luc made a subspace link to Starfleet and he manages to get Clancy on his side. And they all decide the best route of action is going and rescuing the androids. And you also find out that Rafi gathers different pieces of information and she can convinces everyone that the Romulans were behind the synth attack on Mars. A lot of things happen in this episode. Here's what I really feel about the actual episode. And I feel like this is episode seven takes a couple choices that really irk me and make me question what the backbone of this season has been. Well, it's the characters, right? The characters are the backbone of any story. They have to be. Otherwise, it doesn't. Any good story. But I want you guys to know that these things, there are a few things that really hurt me, but I could understand them. Again, this is armchair writing. I want all of you to know that. I am not... I'm a professional writer, but I'm not paid by CBS to make a million dollar show. So I, I don't know what I'm talking about, right? Like that's, that's a fair criticism. But also as a fan and just someone who enjoys storytelling, I have submitted theses using Star Trek episodes. I have designed projects of my own around things from Star Trek that moved me and inspired me. So I feel like I I owe something to Star Trek in the realm of storytelling and it owes me because I've learned so much from it. So when a story doesn't start to make sense, it hurts me just as much as a viewer and also because of my background as somebody who wants to be a professional much on a much bigger scale, a, a storyteller. So uh, maybe those of you listening can help me understand what exactly happened in this episode that made the the series take a halt in the growth of characters and also started to make me question if the writing and the development of these episodes was rushed and why the quality just fell the way it did and okay let's get into it so jurathi murders maddox she confesses to three people and the actual daughter, in a way, of Maddox that she murdered him. And she pays no consequences for these actions. She is standing, in, at one point in this episode, she's standing in front of three ex-Starfleet officers, one of whom in the previous episode was called the greatest captain of all time. People who have morals and justice and honor coded into their DNA. And she says, oh yeah, I was in a mind meld, so I killed him. But I promise you I won't. And all three of them just are magically fine with it. 
nobody at any point puts handcuffs on her nobody at any point even sits her down and starts asking hey how can we trust you we blindly trusted you the first time even though rafi clearly says they haven't even done a security check on her in episode 3 and we are here we we should have learned our lesson at some point we need to sit down and talk to you and not let you make decisions not let you take actions and yet three extra fleet officers with probably one of the most important people in the universe right now soji on that ship it just makes zero sense to me that those people would just well i guess she's fine now i mean she said she's going to fix it it's not like because she was on a mind meld we had any problems you know it wasn't like there's was a tracking chip on her that led us to almost die nobody pauses to ask these questions put handcuffs on her or at least restrain her somewhere until they can get to a position where they can think more carefully because they now have to do a really important thing and resolve this huge thing that is happening in their lives which could very well kill them and the person that did this just happens to go scot free so that makes zero sense to me characters have been beaten up and they they had their ranks taken away they had and that's fine these people are extra fit so that wouldn't really count but people have been hurt a lot more or people have been inspected or restrained a lot more for lot less in star trek this is the same show that gave me in the pale moonlight which is all about actions and consequences and how the littlest of actions can cause the biggest of consequences and now you just sit here and you tell me that these three people who are supposed to be the best and brightest just are okay with the fact that she murdered someone but now she says she won't so she's fine so that choice really halted the series for me and i was trying to think when was the last time i felt this way in star in star trek and i'm sure there are other times i felt where consequences are not being dealt with and creators are taking the easy way out you know the last time i felt this way season 1 of star trek discovery ash tyler just murders culber boom just stands up and snaps the man's neck off you know what he gets <laughs> at the end of the season somebody not just anybody at that at the end of that season the husband of that man says you know what you should feel bad and yeah we get in season 2 we get this fight hallway fight between restored culber and ash tyler but how is that fine why is that man still on a ship walking why is this woman who is just who's we don't know how do we know she's not under a mind meld right now how do we know she's not going to betray any of those people at any moment how are anybody trusting what she's saying so yeah that's ba- that's not good that is a problem and the fact that the 
writers took the easy way out by never actually letting her confront these or more importantly i don't blame jurathi she's doing what's right for jurathi at this point i blame the three people who are on that ship and no better so that choice really took me out of this episode coming specifically back to the character of rios so we find out that he has this ptsd from his captain who was forced to murder since and then killed himself and yet he has affection for jurathi who murdered a man on his ship and slept with him a really short time after she murdered that man and then she's now again on his ship and not only does he not do anything to her he does the worst possible thing he his affection for her grows why why is someone who's intelligent enough to run his own ship design his own holograms each with specific differences that distinguish them from each other and a man who can drag tag band run across the universe why is this guy showing his affection to a murderer why is he not talking to her from the back of a phaser while the mouth is pointed at her face again a choice that completely took me out of this episode but that goes to the larger problem that i had of jurathi now i'm not saying it's all bad but there must be something that jurathi can do to redeem her right for a character who has done something like this there must first be suffering so you can see that the character has committed some kind of penance for her actions so you can start to forgive her she takes zero actions in this episode that make her feel like she deserves any kind of forgiving she just wakes up and walks into a room and has a conversation again with someone who is really closely tied to the person she just murdered so in the connection to rios and on a larger picture the three people that go from oh she could not have murdered anybody she's so innocent to oh my god she murdered someone to oh never mind we'll just take her on this really important thing that we're going not knowing or thinking about the fact that she could kill anybody at any point that really is a bad storytelling choice and it shows that you're taking the easy way out instead of making your characters pay that's pretty crappy so yeah i hope there is something that jurathi can do or something that she is compelled to do that i can even start to think about her being redeemed i really enjoyed the stuff in this episode on the bar cube I thought this was a really good moment or a really good episode for Nerissa particularly. She's driving the action as an as a really good villain. I'm I'm going to stop saying really good. But she's driving the action as an intelligent, smart, presence of mind filled villain because she knows exactly what she's doing and she kind of wins at the end of the episode. Well, not technically because we know what happens uh, and she's forced to leave or hide out or retreat. But she she 
convinces Seven to become the Borg Queen, activate all those Borgs and become form a new collective. And just when they come alive, she throws them out the airlock. How cool is that? I love that that was what they decided to do with the villain. Good writing, guys. See, when people do good things, I talk about them. I don't hate everything <laughs> about Star Trek Picard. That was a good that was a good plot thread. On the other side, it bothered me that Seven, without even thinking about how she might endanger the lives of all those Borg, just decides to become the queen. But the narrative of her not having any other choice also kind of makes sense. I just wish she had thought a little more about what she was doing. And maybe she could have found a better way to resolve this situation instead of, you know, getting them all murdered. That breaks my heart. And it's unfortunate that that is the situation that it ends up being. But I don't know what I would do if I was in seven shoes. I don't know how else I would get them all there. It's the, this is simplifying it, but it's the freedom or death situation. And that was tough and that's what she chose and it's hard but she has to live with it but anyway at the end of the episode things kind of work out because she manages to take control of the cube and now we know there's at least some help coming when they get to Copilius. the thing that bothers me uh, well not really bothers me but so the Seven of Nine becoming a Borg Queen is a plot line they can use once. And the fact that they basically used it to turn a switch on and off in an episode and not really actually see her be the Borg Queen, that was... I thought, huh, this could have come at su- at any more moments where hopefully they were in the heat of battle or something big happens. It's like, it's like, uh, I apologize for bringing another franchise into this, but remember how cool it felt when Cap got Mjolnir in Endgame? It was like that moment, but instead of him using the Mjolnir to hit Thanos, let's just say he gets Mjolnir and he hits one of the goons and then just Mjolnir goes away from him and he never uses it again. I hope that is not the case. I hope they justify using Seven as a Borg Queen again sometime in the future, but I would really like to see the full power of what she can do as the Borg Queen. Jerry Ryan's acting is on spot. I, I mean, I do I have to say that at this point? All the acting in this episode is really good. All the acting in the series so far has been really good. And... That's what makes something bad watchable and something watchable great is really good acting. It sucked that Elnor basically did nothing in this episode. Hopefully that guy will get something to do. Uh, But all in all, those are kind of my thoughts for this episode. (laughs) Uh, Very stream of consciousness. We didn't go through a structure like we do usually, but... I also wanted to get this out relatively quickly so you guys could also enjoy all our future episodes. Episode 9 has already been recorded, just so you guys know, uh, because I'm recording this the Saturday of the 
finale so it's march 28 so episode 9 has been recorded and i'm excited for you to listen to that with my special guest and episode 10 will be recorded tomorrow and we'll have a really special guest tomorrow so i hope you listen to that too and all of these will be out in the next couple of weeks and you can all enjoy them together i think we'll do one more after the finale hopefully i can have barry back for that one or if not a good special guest for that one uh, we'll do a season retrospective because i have some thoughts on really where the season stopped working for me and that was nepenthe but you guys know my qualms with nepenthe if not you should listen to the previous episode but lots of good stuff coming your way guys and i really want to thank you for listening to this episode thank you for listening to polytrex thank you for staying with me please be respectful online please be civil please stay safe please wash your hands practice social distancing consider fostering a pet from your shelter this we have confirmed that cats and dogs are not carriers of coronavirus so if you're living by yourself and if you just want to try see how it feels you should definitely foster it my recommendation would be a dog but if you're a cat person i don't hold that against you i think cats are inherently evil and they're really going to take over the world at some point <laughs> but if you are a cat person you can totally be a cat person i don't hold that against you at all you do you my friend and please be safe from coronavirus please keep yourself safe keep your family safe keep your friends safe stay in touch let me know what you thought of this episode let me know what you thought of our episode on this episode let me know how you're enjoying the show let me know about things i'm wrong i really want answers when i ask you guys these questions i'm not asking them rhetorically i'm not trying to insult anybody's intelligence i'm not trying to air out my grievances it's therapeutic to me to do these episodes so i can shape these thoughts that i have into words and then i can give them to you and it kind of feels good to give them off to you because then i'm trusting you guys to let me know when you listen to the episode that if you feel strongly enough one way or the other about what i've said you'll hit me back with your thoughts and then it becomes a conversation and it it becomes something that is two sided and not just one sided so please let me know on @gutter_hero that's my twitter account or you can tweet at us on polytrex that's p o l i t r e k s or you can record your own voice message and send that to the trek geeks website trekgeeks.com so many ways to get in touch with us guys i hope you will keep that in mind and you will stay safe and until the next episode live long and prosper and onward to start siding.